Hi everyone and welcome to the latest episode of the FPL Renegades podcast. I believe it is season two, episode seven. We're recording on the 10th of September and my name is Drew. I'm joined by Kirks. How are you, Kirks? Good. You're very professional. I am, yeah. The number it's, right. uh, it's good to have you back. I know. It's already a notch up from the last episode, I feel, but uh, <laughs> you're feeling good? Yep. Good to get back into it. Are we enjoying the the peace and serenity oh, of I've, an international break? I fucking hate international football. Yeah, so you just yeah. want to go bring it back. How are you, Willie? Oh, I'm not too bad. <laughs> you're looking. You're <laughs> looking right. You're looking very sheepish over there. I, I, I'm like, still, you know I'm what's still about to come. I'm still recovering from the wedding, so I am. Yeah, geez, you don't sound too good. You know that thing: go hard or go home. Yeah, I, I went hard, so I did. I'm still paying for it now. You sound like you're on death's door, but. I know, I had no advice yesterday, so it's a big step up from yesterday. Keeps so. coughing on me. Could we'll, be worse. We'll do our best anyway. I coughed on you once, Kirk. Willie, can I ask you, are you glad that I'm back? Fucking delighted you're back. Yeah. Because that's not what people were saying during the week. What were people saying? There was, yeah. I think people just were absolutely, they just really loved the last pod, didn't they? Yeah. It was, content was solid. They said the content was really solid. It was really Zero to crack. the point. They said there was no crack, but there was no <laughs> bullshit, Norbina. It was just yeah. straight to the point. This is what you should do. I'm not sure we should have told Andy on his wedding day, though, that yeah. he's off the pod. Yeah, I nearly wanted to do a remote pod today because I yeah. couldn't bear to look at you today, Will. <laughs> oh. Just uh, like Kirks was saying, on my wedding day, meant to be the happiest day of my life, there were lads coming up to me saying, I hear you've been booted down to number three. Other lads <laughs> saying, I heard you've been booted off altogether. Willie's the main man now. Me, 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 me and Kirks were just going around to random tables just saying, go up to Ivy and just slap there were People like that I've never listened to podcasts coming up going, geez, that was the best episode ever. <laughs> and me here like going, I wasn't even on it. So, I don't know. Can I read you some reviews though of the pod? Because, to be yeah. honest, I didn't listen to it until <laughs> after the, the yeah. episode and after the wedding. So I'd say there was a good, what, full week yeah. of me hearing people talking about how good it was and... It's going to zero crack. Go on. That, uh, zero crack, yeah. Do you know that they didn't miss you at all? And I uh, thought of, We miss you a little bit. Really, I thought of this iconic quote from one of the greatest TV shows of all time that you probably have The Wonder seen. Years, was it? Uh, the Wire. <laughs> have you seen The Wire? No, no I never heard of it. Exactly. Quote saying something like, if you come at the king, you better not miss. Have you seen that, Kirks? Yeah. Yeah. So pretty much I thought, right, if Willie smashed this episode out of the park, I'll, I'll resign, so I will. Yeah, but uh, the two reviews that I read were competent, zero <laughs> charisma, zero zero character, and True. the other one was something like a brief glimpse into the future where robots steal all our jobs. <laughs> it's hard so to argue with that, Kirk, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, now, did you write that? I wrote both those reviews <laughs> for this podcast, but I think it was quite good. You're not too far off. But in fairness, I know you did a good job, and uh, the the biggest compliment I can give you is. is we did it. Last night, I was in yeah. the horrors because it was my first day back to work today. I couldn't sleep. And I went into the spare room and I was like, right, I'll stick on the lads again. This will help me sleep. And after about 20 minutes, I had to turn it off because I was finding it quite interesting. So Keeping you awake. Yeah, but zero crack. was well, zero crack. I can't remember anything off it. Yeah. I hope this is recorded. I remember thinking it, was, it, was, <laughs> it wasn't as shit as I thought it would be. I know. So. it was. It, no, it was good. It was good, yeah. solid uh, content. But uh, I'm glad you aren't doing it every week. Me too. You know? Me too. Wouldn't be able for it, but still quite disappointing. After 25 episodes, you tried to kick me off because I missed one, really. Shocking. Poor Kirk stuck in the middle. Shock horror. You know? Stuck in the middle, like tonight. Yeah. Oh. But, uh, Willie, you're back down to number three, I'm afraid. Oh. We can't, uh, I'll take it. We can't tolerate those kind of coups. 
But anyway, we better get into some FPL like stuff. Mugabe or something. And, uh, <laughs> it's a bit different this week because we've had the international break. We don't have the games to review, but we have a lot we can talk about. Like we have the first four weeks of data. Like I said, there was a natural break enforced by the international break. So it's a good point to have a look. So we just talked briefly about how our own teams have gone so far. And yeah, I know I don't want to talk about this for too long. I think- Willie... You might or might not. I'd say no. Kirk's could be here all day. Yeah, Kirk could go. I think that Kirk go first. He's the one. I don't. The... It's going swimmingly for you. Yeah, I don't need to build too much on it. I think it's gone to plan. That's it. It's gone to plan. How arrogant <laughs> are you? It's all gone to plan. In fairness, I think exactly I was looking earlier. You're like top five k ish between five <laughs> and six k. Everything you've done kind of seems to turn to gold. Really, even like Origi. I know he's lost his spot, but he got you like that haul on the first day. Yeah. KDB from the first. He from said day that was start in fairness. That was your biggest. Then call. it was Kane to Aubameyang back to Kane, which half worked. In. Aubameyang and, got a goal and got a yellow card. And bringing Vardy in with like a, Vardy, a negative and, XG in the first three Vardy, weeks. And <laughs> Vardy, Vardy was on my list from the start of the season as well. And then you go back to the first. Him by accident. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is he? You ran out of time that day. So. Oh, no. I had him on the, as captain and I probably would have second guessed myself, but I left it wrong. Yeah, now I don't have your score in front of me, but I think you're on a good 280 something, which is very good. I think you're nearly 70 points ahead of myself. So that's pretty impressive. And a good start. And well carded now. So just going to sit for Are you happy that you well carded? Like, was it part of your. Plan? I had to wild card. Yeah, this team yeah. is shit. Yeah. Or, I know yeah. you talked about it in the last part. You're, you're still happy club. with it. Yeah, it's great. I'll, I'll sit on it now till God knows. Like, that was a great score. Like, that's your first week. Like, you judge your wild card of four or six weeks. And, like, the score you got in one week alone, like, made it worthwhile. Like, yeah, well, that was the plan. Yeah. Like I didn't panic wildcard. It was no, you were going to do. It. You said it from the start. That's why you had that really shit bench. I was like, "What are you doing with that crap bench?" Yeah, we we'll give you no choice but to read all these boys. Yeah, because I think you guys are probably in a situation where you've got one or two subs to make, and you probably not work wildcarding. Whereas my shit bench meant yeah. I had to wildcard. Yeah. Sometimes that's a bit of a trap where you think your team's fine because there's only two real transfers you want to make. <clears> then you but really you could overhaul some of yeah. the rest of your Even team. Three or four makes it. Oh, huge. It's worth doing, like. Yeah. And I was saying to some people <coughs> during the week, people are talking about, oh, I'm holding on to my wild card, or I haven't blown my wild card, talking about it as if it's a weakness. Oh, will he? <laughs> it actually wasn't him, but he seems to have found a, his kin. He's yeah. in a, one of our Twitter groups. Yeah. And look, everyone's entitled to their own opinion, and wild card whenever you want, it might suit you, but it's just I was just styles. presenting the other side. I think it's kind of just about getting ahead of the curve with your wild card. And, well, I think you yeah. need to have a plan. Yeah. Like, if you don't know when you're going to use your wild cards, I don't I think that's mad to me. Yeah. And my initial team is just like a, a stock team. It's like a placeholder till I figure out after a few the game weeks at each price point, what yeah. I want to do. Yeah. Because at the start, all I have is the fixtures, which you can only go so far with. And yeah. maybe a little bit of last season's form. But even yeah. now, after four weeks, after five weeks, you have a lot more information. Yeah. And like, like you said, if your plan is to wild card and pick a team that you'll be happy to lead you into Christmas... I think that works as well, and it's probably going to work for Kirk. So, yeah. right, Willie, I'll talk about my team very briefly because yeah. it's my worst start ever. Cool. Um, I'm on 218 points, so I think it is a good 70 off Kirk's. 1.8 something million, like horrific. I think it's genuinely my worst start, but I'm not getting too worried. The last three game weeks, I've got 45 points. <laughs> so, a little bit of a curse. I've got the exact same points every week. Been below average, I think, the last two game weeks. Um, my two punts haven't really paid off one of them in spectacular fashion <laughs> the KD is not even in yeah. the country anymore he's in Germany not even in the game um, look these things happen it's a cheap guy to 
It was a cheap punt anyway. It was a cheap punt. Ah, that's it. You can make punt to that price. Look, if I could go back five. again, I wouldn't do it. But sure, here we yeah. are. Um, it's grand. But yeah, fine, Drew. Looking forward to a challenge of climbing ranks. A, a, lot usually, of, a lot of green arrows ahead. Hopefully, yeah. And usually, yeah. I think I struggle at the start because you get off to a decent start and you might bottle it a bit. You're trying yeah. to consolidate. Yeah. I think now, you know, it, like you said, it's only going to be green arrows, even if it means I'm yeah. only going to go into the top million. But I'm looking forward to that anyway. Yeah, no, but I was having a look. Did someone tell me if you got 65 points a week, you'd win? Yeah, or very close, or maybe So I've got down. on average 55 points, which will give me 2,090 points, which yeah. is a terrible total. Yeah. So it shows you the kind of, yeah. that it's all inches, like 10 points a yeah. week, which I know when you add it all up, it's probably a lot, but it's fine margins. No. But yeah, I need to do a lot. So I how are you doing? Really? Uh, yeah. Well, like uh, I'm probably somewhere in the middle. I'm pretty happy overall. Uh, my official rank's not amazing, but it's... You're dying. I think your, I'm Your official it. rank's better than a voice. Yeah, <laughs> but it's, it's grand. It's, it's circa 600k. I think I have 240 points. Look, uh, I've, I've pretty much the team I want, and I've two free transfers. I, and after on Twitter, I see lots of people uh, wildcarding onto my own team, so that's nice to see. And uh, uh, one of our friends on one of our Twitter groups, FPL Rogue, he put up a link to uh, the FPL Analytics rank comparison tool, and it's telling me that I'm 34 points off my goal of top 20k, and I'm only 20 points off a top 100k finish. So. But you also only have about three weeks to live by the sounds of things. <laughs> yeah, but but yeah, no, I, I'm actually um, I'm you're actually, happy. I'm actually delighted overall. I'm actually so much happier this season, being like going in my like hundreds of k's, and then I know I'll get my little green arrows, building towards the nice little template team, building up. While last season I had a few good weeks, I was like thirty k after like three weeks. I didn't know what the fuck to do. I just had like yeah. a breakdown. So I did, this is what I do every year. You've never sounded happier. So <laughs> no, I'm actually, like, I'm so much happier being like four or 500 K building up green arrows every week, building up to my, my top 30 K finish at the end, rather than like, I just don't know what to do when I'm up, up high. I just start freaking out, trying to cover things and trying yeah. to make all these mad decisions. So, so I'm happy out. In summary, Kirk's has had an absolute blinder, but just the start he was expecting. I've had my worst start ever, but looking up and kind of optimistic, and you're happier than usual. He's delighted. Yeah. You're, you're in the middle yeah. of the road, FPL wise, but you're delighted. Yeah, I'm delighted with my team. You're in good shape. He can't yeah. wait to finish inside the top 100k again for the <laughs> ninth year, 15th million time. So moving on to a broader look at, I suppose, the first four game weeks, and Willie has devised this uh, ingenious vehicle to do so. Where <laughs> you've come up with. A hypothetical wild card yeah. based on all the players who have impressed you in from a statistical point of view from the first four games. Yeah, players and teams, like just all the dive numbers. It's a nice way of doing it rather than just going through stats from four weeks. It's just all the players that have made your cut, I suppose. And I presume you have a short list of yeah, players. And then I have a couple of two or three players that didn't make as well. I'm sure you probably have players as well, but we'll fire through the team and I'll go through my extra players and then you feel free to butt in and tell me extra little bits, nuggets of knowledge that you have. Okay, and hopefully this will be very helpful and beneficial because a lot of lads will have pushed the wild card button and are possibly waiting until after the international games tonight to tweak it and finalise it. So hopefully this will help. So fire away there, Willie. Yeah, so we'll start off with the goalkeeper. So no surprise, I have Pope 4.6 in the goalkeeping position. Burnley, they've great fixtures going forward. They've tightened up a lot at the back this season. They're still, but they're still conceding lots of shots outside of the box. So this is good for uh, for save points. Um, 
Pope is top for BPS of all keepers. He's great value, no-brainer, set and forget for season for me, and he's also second for saves among goalkeepers with 17 in the first four game weeks. So I agree with that. I think and like, just nailed on. If you're only bringing him in now, you've missed matches like Arsenal, Liverpool, Wolves, so like it is... Yeah. Like he's only like a better really pictures nice are so much better, aren't they? Like Burnley yeah. playing very well. Yeah, and uh, this is just to do with with structure. I'd say you're on the same boat. It's a uh, bench fodder. Any four million goalkeeper. One thing I would say: don't go for a team where you think you might want to triple up in the future. I think you could go for Button. I think I have it on Norris at Wolves. I think I, t- I took it away from McGovern in case I wanted to do a Pookie Cantwell Bundia triple up. <laughs> but um, no, but don't, that's just me being silly. But but just like. So I don't know, maybe not, don't bring in Stecklenburg if you might want triple Everton or something, I don't know, but just That's something about Stecklenburg. Yeah. yeah. Makes sense. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you still hate Everton. Yeah. Still shit. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, so there's the goalies, right. On to defence. First name on my team sheet, I said it, I've been saying it for for ages, you might agree with me, I think you might agree with me now though, but I think Trent Alexander-Arnold, 7 million, I just think he's essential, he's three assists already. He's the highest XGI among defenders with 1.49. He's 41 crosses already. It's the most in the whole game. 14 chances created. Five clear of any other defenders in the first four game weeks. Four big chances, the most of any defenders. He's the top BPS for all defenders. He's third for FPL points among defenders with 22. I just think... Can I, I think put on. in there um, just one? You're kind of talking like you've invented Trent Alexander-Arnold. Which you haven't, but, but you haven't. Have in very fairness, strong. a lot of you were 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 on Van Dyke because he was more nailed that when we were doing all the preseason pods. If you listen back, I'm yeah, no, but I, Robo. do you know what? I, I, I agree. Yeah, Trent is after winning the battle of the fullbacks. Like he does look <laughs> more value at that price than Robertson. From a statistical perspective, even though he's been quite unlucky, Robertson, he could have scored a couple of goals. Yeah, he's actually dead. A couple yeah. of assists. And I just point out though, uh, Trent has got twenty-two points. Van Dyke has nineteen. Yeah, like there's a three-point difference for like. And I got a goal in the first game against Norwich. I think from from an underlying perspective, I think Alexander's numbers are just annihilating. Can you put the value value rank on that? Not really, no. The yeah, because but but that's it. Like to to me, like uh, like uh, that's why you pick a lot of the centre halves that are nailed. Like to me, the underlying numbers, like on actual points, there's not much between them. On underlying numbers, they're different stratospheres. Yeah, but is he going to turn those underlying numbers? I think so. But he hasn't yet. Yeah, but when when Liverpool start keep getting a few clean sheets, he's getting an assist. You get more points to be getting those. Van Dijk got the goal as well. I, I, yeah, I, but he scored that goal. Uh, uh, Tae is, as I said, he's top for BPS all the defenders. I think he's even ahead of time or Mings for BPS. Like, oh look, so, I think he's, I think so he's class. I think when they get clean sheets, he's going to get the three bonus. He's going to get assist the clean sheet. I don't. I can see like 18, 19 point game weeks for Tae. I, uh, I can see Robbo getting a few points over the next few weeks. So I love Robbo. I think I'm definitely keeping it for I, could, I, could, I could switch but I'm not going yeah. to no, the, the only thing with Van Dijk is if they're keeping clean sheets he'll often nick you a bonus point as well yeah, he, he sees so yeah. much of the ball know, there's CBI CBI uh, even is quite to, to, to be honest I think TA Robertson Matip and and Van Dijk they're all solid options aren't they pick two of them yeah, I think they are yeah, yeah. Um, back to the double up right yeah. <laughs> sorry go on Willie yeah. so the next player I have uh, another player for me that I definitely have in my team is Lucas Dine 6.1 now he's another that's nailed in my team Everton have had two clean sheets already 20 shots conceded inside the box that's the second best of, of all teams in the first game weeks um, so he's two assists already he's the third highest XGI of all defenders in the first game four game weeks 
He's the second most FPL points on tw- of all defenders on 23. He's second for the BPS among defenders. He's first for a goal attempts, which I was quite surprised by, and second for chances created. He's on corners and set pieces. Like from an underlying perspective position, he's, a, he's an absolute no-brainer. And he seems to be turning his underlying statistics into output yeah. as well. Which I is, think he's actually decent value. A lot of lads before the season started said an Everton defender can't be 6 million. <laughs> Yeah. Even though he is more like a winger, he Leighton ba- was Leighton Baines seven million, and he's like at one point. Yeah, he was on penalties though, and I know Dina's up there though, isn't he? He's up there with Baines, and his best. fixtures coming up are lovely. Like, yeah, he's a Bournemouth, Sheffield United, then City, but after that, it's a, a clear run. Um, yeah, Kirk says a man who hates Everton. Are you on Dina? Yeah, he's on my shortlist. Um, I have a choice between uh, who is it, Dendonker and Dina. Versus Mount and Zinchenko. That's my kind of merry-go-round. I probably don't Mount Zinchenko, to be honest. Well, I am at the moment, but that's uh, my possible swap. Yeah. I suppose there's arguments for both. Yeah. But uh, go on, Willie, yeah. who's next? So, next player I have um, Zinchenko, 5.6 million. A few people might be surprised to see Mendy's back in full training. He was on He's been back in full training for the last yeah. half a season. Pep says he wants to see him for at least two months anyway before yeah. he puts him in. But anyway. Like Zinchenko for, hasn't put a foot wrong. No. No, like, really? and, and their defensive record under Zinchenko at the end of last season and start of the season is is actually insane. Yeah. And he's starting to create chances as well. But, like, look, he's another auto pick for me. City have conceded three goals so far this season. They've the third best XGC over the first game, four game weeks, 4.27. They've the least amount of shots in the box conceded on 18. They're um, <clears throat> third for um, I'd say big chances conceded among seven. Look, yeah. <laughs> Look, yeah, he, blocking he, her ears. <laughs> look, he's an absolute bargain route in the city defense at the price this point. And look, if if by some miracle Mendy does start starting again, which I don't think he will, look, you can easily become um a Mendy if you look at all the numbers. Laporte is out now, and every time Laporte has been out, Mendy's played on the left hand side of the no, So, so like people are like, oh, other people can come in. Like Mendy is the backup to Laporte without any shadow of a doubt. And I, t- he's was he five point four now, so he leaves. I think he's great value, and yeah. if I was wild card now, I'd I'd have him in ahead of Zinchenko yeah. just because of the yeah. the doubt of Mendy coming back. But at least yeah. you have an exit plan. Yeah. But it, it's more, as I say, from underlying numbers. It's it's more from the a statistical perspective. I'd like to have a, a city defense. It really, it really, I really suffered from not having Laporte last season. Like even though their XGC numbers were insane, like they're actually far better than Liverpool all uh, last season, and they're. They're better again, and I just think it's... You need a city defender. I think it's good to have a city defender. Fair enough, and moving on. Can I just say, <laughs> ask actually, is this a 100 million budget or your current uh, team value? It's, it's, it was 100.2 million on my, on my team. Which most in fairness, I probably, have Yeah, stage. but I probably had some of these players from the start, so it probably is about 100.6 or something. Okay. I'd hope it's, it's pretty it's feasible, so it is, yeah. yeah. So the next player on my defence... And this is the first player in the list I actually don't have in my own team. Currently, it's uh, Kaglar Sionchu, 4.5 million. As I said, we think we might call this guy Kaglar. That's easier than Sionchu. I'm still going with his first name. No, I don't know. Anyway, look. People give out about all the abbreviations already. I won't have a clue who you're talking about. Yeah. If you call him Kaglar. Like. Kaglar, yeah, I suppose. The, well. the Turk is fine. I'm not sure if it's yeah. PC. But well, look. I suppose he is Turkish. Well, uh, <laughs> so look, I, sounds I, like someone out of like a Guy Ritchie movie. He does, doesn't he? Kaglar. It sounds kind of cool. It makes me want him more. But look, I genuinely believe this guy is going to become one of the best value players in the game. Leicester have only conceded three goals in the first four game weeks. But what's, what I really came, I was so shocked out with the stats. 
They have the lowest XGC out of all teams in the first four game weeks at 2.75. Yeah. That's just Congrats. insane, so it is. They've only conceded four big chances, which is the joint best. He already got an assist this season. And a 4.5 price point, I just think I just think you're playing wrong. You're just you're just completely wrong. If you're a wild card and then he's not in there, he has to be there. Like the next two, the fixtures are very poor in the next two. And then there's a the bit of a swing and they have some good ones coming forward. Yeah, and it's like, I like Leicester away, their team. Leicester playing United away and Arsenal away, is it? Yeah. Well, maybe for you, but Vardy definitely wouldn't put you off. But I um, I think you have to have uh, Kagler, Sainte-Chu in your team. If you don't, you may give up FPL if you're wild card and you don't have him in there. There's something wrong with you. Would his next four fixtures put you off? Like Kirk's is saying. Now, I know yeah. on paper, United away, isn't it's probably made for Leicester on the break. Because United will have a lot of the ball. They'll do fuck all with it. And Leicester probably will catch them. Do you know Leicester nine to two for that game? Are they? That's a massive. You know, it's defensive stats. Really then they're playing Spurs. Bit of respite against Newcastle. Then pool away. <coughs> but I suppose he's four and a half million. Yeah. Like, yeah. What if I was in wild card, and okay. I, like like I'm going to wait two weeks before I put him in my own team. Yeah. But if you're wild card, and I think value wise, like he could like I have him. I just put him it, on the bench for like the next game. Like four and a half million. They're the best defensive team statistically so far. And you're getting him for 4.5 million. And he's already got an assist. And he could get his head to a corner or something as well. I actually don't think he's going to have that many attacking returns. But he doesn't need to, so he yeah. doesn't. This is no. the biggest turnaround of all time. I'm going to dig out old oh, yeah. footage of you last season saying no, that he's an yeah. absolute joke shot. No, yeah. was it not like, oh yeah. The start of the season, but last season his hatred started. He played two games. and give away shit. a penalty or something? Yeah, he did two terrible games. But, sure. but like it seems the players that Willie hates come good like Jordan Ayew's after getting on yeah. the score sheet a few times oh, uh, we missed that Pagler, Sonny, Yonkinaki the Turk is <laughs> yeah. now essential yeah so we should stick and to have you got Chilwell yeah. on your list I think Chilwell's deadly but uh, Sancho it's just the prices I yeah. think Pereira is deadly as well his attacking output is really impressive but 4.5 into that Leicester defence with the really low XGC I just think he has to be first choice no yeah it's I, one one. I don't want to double up on Leicester yeah. defence I think uh, it was when I was looking at the goalkeepers Schmeichel came up very high and I actually don't think I don't know I haven't been overly impressed with him but on the XGC and at 5 million he could be one of the best value goalies in the game but with Sayanchu I don't think there's a need to look for yeah, him yeah. yeah that's fair enough now why um, did we pick the pod where Willie can't speak for it to be his really most important speaking, yeah. you know uh, segment ever <laughs> but, uh, like you did it on purpose I might sound a bit more masculine do I mean you sound a little bit more masculine, yeah. Yeah, that's not hard though. I don't sound like a girl for the first time in my life. So no, you sound very manly, but that you're on death's door. Are we allowed to say that? Berkeley, Berkeley's mad into all this. Um, very PC man, PC man not. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> we'll take what say? Yeah. a tiny little breather now. Will you let you clear your throat? What about we come we'll back do my last do your... defender first? Yeah, yeah, go for it. Yeah. So just quickly, uh, this is basic stuff. Everyone's going to uh, have it. I've got to pick Megs. Megs is really good. <laughs> I wish I could. So uh, Lundstrom, 4.2, my fifth midfielder. Again, I think I picked himself. Uh, he's this year's Wan-Bissaka. Sheffield United are very organised and are going to get a fair share of clean seats during the season. Look, he's actually a relatively attack-minded midfielder that FPL have made a total cock-up of by putting him as defender. Yep. He's second for XGI all defenders, 1.19. He's second for big chances among defenders um, with two. He's second for big chances created with three. At the price point, do I need to say any more? I think you can take a break there now, Drew. I will now. After, I actually have a question now that you've uh, delayed your break. You're going to have to suffer through before we get to some lemsip or yeah. honey. What's the story with all the Sheffield United fans on Twitter? Every week they're like, oh, his time is nearly so, up. Uh, this lad's going to come back and take a spot. He's, he's one of their quality. best players. Like. He's been quality, hasn't he? Yeah. He's, been, like, he's been so creative. Like, 
I don't know. I think he's been deadly. Imagine he has one goal. If um, Callum Robinson's finishing was a bit better and uh, McGoldrick's finishing was a bit better, I think he could have a lot more points. Like for me, just to my eyes, and I'm not a Sheffield United fan, but just watching football, he looks like he's fairly locked in until he's not. Yeah, if that makes sense. Like, no, he's done nothing wrong. I can't see like Bessic. Bessic is solid defensive player. He's not he's he's creative. I can't see Bessic. Four point two now. Yeah, which yeah, is still two. great value. You forget he's a defender. You forget yeah. he can get those six points as well as the. And Sheffield United look quite solid at home, so you will get some. Yeah. yeah. On to the midfielders, and who have you got there, Willie? Yeah, no surprises here. So my number one pick is uh, Sterling, twelve point three million. Look, over the first four weeks, four four game weeks, Man City you have the best xG by a, a country mile. Sterling has five goals already. He's highest xGI four point three three. He's first for penalty area touches. Um, first for shots in the box, big chances and FPL points among midfielders. In my opinion, he's going to be top scoring FPL player this season. And I know I he's running think. amok tonight against Kosovo. He's Is got he? a goal and three assists. So yeah. he's gone in in great form. Uh, yeah, has he any fantasy assists? I'm not sure now, to be honest. For any of us thinking the captain in him, it'd be great if he goes off, but he's still on with five minutes to go. So it's uh, a little bit of a worry. It'll be it? two 90 minutes in, uh, in a week. It's, a, it's an easy <laughs> run around, isn't it? Hopefully, yeah. Uh, Harry uh, Kane game. missed a penalty. Oh, that doesn't happen too often. It doesn't know. But go on. Frank yeah. how good he was at penalties. So, uh, yeah. Keep him in your team for penalties. <coughs> yeah. <laughs> so my next pick, shock horror, uh, Salah, 12.5 million. Look, I want to have two premium options. Salah is proven as they come. Liverpool are second for goal scores with 12. <clears throat> They're second to City on all the main attacking metrics. Shots, shots in the box. Big chances. Salah already has three goals and assists. He's the second XGI, second highest XGI among all midfielders first four game weeks, 3.33. Second for FPL points among midfielders. He's joined first with Sterling for penalty area touches among mids. He's second for shots. Um, second for shots in box. Second for big <laughs> chances among midfielders. Personally, he, I'm always going to have him over Mane due to his, his better underlying numbers. And he doesn't pass to Mane. <laughs> Mane didn't pass to him too much last season either. Like, in fairness, let's... It's mad. Can you imagine how good Liverpool would be if they did pass to yeah. <laughs> yeah. Poor Bobby just in the middle trying to link everything. He yeah, seems quite it. happy he doesn't get the pass. Salah, yeah. ignoring him, I think it was just as bad. Yeah. Bobby yeah. just like, there you go. That's what yeah. happens. All right, really, no right. surprises there. Who's next? No. Wait, surprising. So, these, so the third, uh, definitely no surprises. Probably. There's no surprises at all, is there really? This is pro- <laughs> <laughs> probably like the first name out of all the midfielders. It has to be uh, Kevin De Bruyne, 9.8 million now. Look, he could end up being the best value player in the game, in my opinion. He looks back to his very best. Uh, I want at least two City attackers. The underlying numbers suggest that they're going to score far more goals than anybody else in the division. He's five assists already. He's the third highest XGI all midfielders, 2.15. He's first for chances created with 16 among midfielders. He's three clear of second for big chances created with six among all midfielders. He's the second FPL point player among all midfielders with 36. He's also miles clear of everyone else for BPS midfielders. That's something definitely to keep in mind. The bonuses are just going to rack up for KDB. Look, um, I just think he's... I just don't think he can go without him. Like, I was watching him last night. He was imperious. He had three assists, and then he got a goal there in the end, and it was just curled into the corner. The way he does it, he's just... He's different gravy, so he is. He should definitely get more goals. I think I say it every week. But, like, yeah. the way... Strikes a ball. Yeah, he just... How, how he doesn't get more yeah, goals. Yeah, that's the way he strikes a ball. That's what the commentator said last night. But it's just like... Like, it wasn't that good of a chance. We just knew it was going in. You know, when it comes to him, and you just know. Yeah, he's there. completely effortless. Yeah. But uh, can I just say that uh, 
that Clark lad he put John McGinn on the bench last night so they were always going to lose that was just silly silly move by Scotland so I'm okay to be I'm borderline on the cancelled podcast now <laughs> a little irrelevant snippet of, uh, <laughs> he just uh, went down a little rabbit hole there. a little rabbit hole and rabbit, I had to involve Villa but uh, no, sure. so what about uh, Ryan Fraser didn't even play yesterday did he, not? Minute. he was on the bench unused. Oh, did he know he was going to lose that game and say, I'll, I'll leave my two best players? Well, I play at my second and third best player, Fraser and McGinn, because Robertson's obviously their best player. He started, didn't he? Yeah. But like, maybe, maybe he knew that Tierney's out injured, but maybe he knew that they were just going to they just gave up on that one, did they? They have their playoff anyway, don't they? Maybe it's a bit silly to just give up on it because they're gone now, though. They're looking at it. Yeah. They? But they still have a playoff. There's, there's, they play Bulgaria, is it maybe? They don't know who it is, but could yeah. be them in the semi final. And then they, they like win it's the zero uh, benefit to national team manager rest and Fraser when he's not going to see him again for another four or five weeks. Yeah, that made no sense. Now I don't know if he had some sort of knock. Or... But, but there's all lads I don't know playing for Scotland. If Fraser and McGinn aren't good enough to get in that first eleven, then I don't know. As an Ireland fan, it makes it a little bit sad, doesn't it? Like the likes of Scotland and Wales have like three or four. How do you have these guys? Little class nuggets of players, and we yeah. we don't really anymore. Okay. Like Scotland have Robertson, McGinn, Fraser. Yeah. Wales have Daniel James, Bale, Ramsey. Like we've <laughs> Sheffield United. Yeah. Which is probably <laughs> the best we've been. The best we have is is like Ender Stevens, Callum Robson, McGoldrick, all yeah, like, and, Sheffield United. Yeah. But sure, right, go on. Uh, if anyone right. again tuned in for any kind of hidden secrets, they've got nothing out of you. No, really, nothing. Uh, but who's your next? I just analysed the numbers. And this is what I've come up with. This is, it's you, quite interesting, really. Like that, these are the players. To, like. They're, they're obvious for a My reason. My problem is that, like, Beckham, Johnny Oblivious, who doesn't do any numbers and knows nothing about FPL, <coughs> would have picked the same players. That's not a good but point. Go on. Yeah. Right. So, uh, <laughs> then my four midfielders, so my mid- I have the three premium kind of midfielders, and then it's uh, my last two are a little bit weak. So, I've uh, Cantwell, he's actually 4.8 million now. I think I had him at 4.6. So, the first time you got in ahead of someone. Yeah. He offers great value, best budget midfielder option by some way, in my opinion. He's two assists already. I think he's missed one of the highest XG chances of the season so far there last week. Was it higher than a penalty? Close to 0.8, you know, that header. Wow. Um, yeah. What's a penalty normally? Uh, 0.76, 0.78 maybe. So it's, it was very close to a penalty and he was the same as missing a penalty pretty much. But uh, he's had uh, three big chances already. That's joint third among all midfielders. He's the third highest XG eye of all midfielders, 1.84. Look, Norwich look very expansive, and at the price points, he's sure to be popular on many a wild card. And yeah, I think I, he'll prove you. Even the, the next few fixtures aren't amazing. Like this, he's not going to get anything City. But are you going to? I'd get to it in forwards. But yeah. are you going to go Pookie or Cantwell? Or are you doubling up? I, I I'd have Pookie and Cantwell starting Pookie pretty much every week. While Cantwell's probably going to be a, a first sub most nine times out of ten. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Um, and my fifth choice. <laughs> now no one will have this guy. Thank God. Uh, I'm on, uh, I've talked about this guy in the pod before. Jack Grealish. Yeah. I have uh, Isaac Hayden, 4.5 million. Look, uh, to get into this team, I had to make it, to make get this to this wildcard team, I had to make compromise. And uh, Isaac Hayden, 4.5 million, he's, he's my compromise. Look, he's Hayden, he's one, he's, um, he has sure an assist already. <laughs> he's had four attempts, two shots in the box, three chances created, two big chances created. He's just about second best to the budget midfielders. Look, uh, then Donker is still a solid option as a fifth mid, or even a punt on Gwendozi. No, he has a uh, 0.63 XGI. I thought he actually looked really, really good I in had the last game. For a long time. Arsenal have really good fixtures. He's 4.5. He's not going to play Kirk's. I think like 
I don't think he's a bad punt at 4.5, but just on the numbers, I'd have Hayden as the second best uh, budget midfielder. As I say, didn't, I wouldn't put anyone off the dunker. That's interesting, because obviously new information has come to light, but you're all over uh, Leo then Dunker at the start of the season. Yeah, and I can numbers. understand why you have Cantwell ahead of him. His numbers are Hayden. Still- his numbers are still his numbers are still fine, but and he's still a safety sound the, as well. The reason I don't have the Donker is the same reason I don't have Joe. I've been, I've watched Wolves every game on my new Premier Sports channel that I get uh, really sports rang up Sky, paid the extra ten or didn't tell Bob. So um, you have and, now, yeah, she, yeah. She doesn't listen, <laughs> but, but uh, she doesn't listen to me anyway. One of her friends but will look. They look so good. The Donker and Jota just look like world class. And as soon as they come, the Donker's just been rested, and Jota's just falling over himself he's like actually going to sleep in games I think and you see him he's just like I don't know what's going on but uh, he's just really retired and I'm just staying away from Wolves till we find out what's going on that's fair enough yeah is that all of the midfield that's the midfield yeah so we're nearly there Uh, we fire straight on to the forwards and just get through this please do Uh, so my first forward I went for is uh, Alair 7.5 West Ham Another player, uh, this is another player I'd like to have in my own team, but I can't actually get him in this week. Uh, from a statistical perspective, uh, West Ham actually only second to Man City for XG so far this season. That's unbelievable, That's isn't it? That's surprising, actually. Yeah, they're third for big chances with 12 among all teams. Uh, Haller has the highest XG all forwards, 3.08, having played a game less. And actually one of the three games he played with City as well, which makes it more impressive. I think the other two were shit teams, is it? Wofford and Norwich were the other two teams, which aren't great. But it's still very impressive. Um, yeah, did, you got two one game though, didn't you? And they were quite high. Yeah, yeah. He's, so he's, they're a little bit stats are fluffed with this one bit, game but, though. Yeah, two games he'd really good stats. But he's had uh, four big chances. It's joint second among all forwards. He'd had six shots on target, which is the third best among all forwards. West Ham still have some nice fixers coming up. Um, I think he's a great option. Um, and actually, seen from a statistical perspective, an awful lot of the shots on stats bomb. A lot of the shots he's had are actually within the six-yard box and a really, really high XG. So he's a good option. If you're not going for a Halar and wildcard, I definitely recommend that you get either uh, Lanzini or Philippe or Anderson. West Ham are uh, coming up very nicely on the XG stats and them boys are uh, creating chances for fun. Yeah, I think we picked out West Ham at the start of the season as well. <laughs> yeah, from Haller. an attacking perspective, didn't we? Yeah, and saying then, Haller would be a good option, but just um, didn't know when he was going to... Turn good. I'm yeah, we were hoping well. he'd be a fulcrum. So if you had him, yeah. you'd cover all the attacking midfielders. Yeah, through assists and stuff. His price was just a little high. I think. You guys were so strong on him. In fairness, I thought seven point five was uh, uh, as an unknown. Up. I don't know. Yeah, Wouldn't wasn't. Go. Yeah, I would like yeah. him six and a half. He would have been yeah, in my six team. Five, five, six, six and a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah like up against Barnes and whatever. Same as I thought, he'd be seven to be honest. But maybe he's gonna. I think could easy prove. Looking at the numbers, he could easy prove to be value at seven point five. So yeah. Yeah, he's like not necessarily yeah. just a safety Sam move. It's no, he's a little bit he, different. He, and is he like? I think he's. I was so surprised. He's really lowly owned. Is he five six percent owned? I don't. What are their fixtures? Because he's on my. Their fixtures are good. I think they're not as good as Burnley's, but they're still pretty solid. I might take Vardy out for him for a little bit. <coughs> West Ham have Villa next, then United, which isn't bad. Bournemouth, loads of goals. Palace, Everton, Sheffield United, yeah, Newcastle. Yeah. Not amazing, but they're good. I think they're good. Yeah. Well, very solid. Yeah, so we go Halair, and the next person on my wild card is Timu Puki. He scored in both games for Finland during the week. I seen he scored against Italy there last night. Were they both Beat. penalties? Uh, yeah, they were both penalties, but that makes it impressive because uh, Norwich have missed a good few of their penalties in the championship. So I think he could. He Did must I see be a, they missed eight out of nine, which is just. I say that's right. Yeah. And, and, the, and the guy that scored it, uh, the, the, the guy that scored doesn't usually get on. So. 
Yeah, I think there's a good chance he take him. So anyway, Pookie seven million now. Look, uh, City at home probably not the best entry point, but he's performing brilliantly so far. Uh, he's backing it up in the numbers. He looks good in the eye test too. He's so highly owned now. Is he forty percent owned or something? Yeah, and like he's a controversial lad. I think I've missed the boat with him. I'm not going to bring him in. I am no. the exact same. I wouldn't. His but price has awesome. gone up and. I think he's probably peaked. I've missed half his points. And the fixtures aren't great, but I'm probably just a little bit, you know, me and ownership. This could be pure stubbornness, though. It's one of those at the end of the season, I'll totally yeah. regret it. I don't yeah. think so. I'll, I'll go through the stats and see what you think. I, I can tell, I actually, a lot of me think, like if, if his ownership was 8%, I'd probably be in this, thinking the same year. But he's had five goals so far, that's second only to Aguero. He actually is the highest XA all forwards in the game, 0.87 XA over the first four game weeks. He's 13 shots in the box. It's first among all forwards. He's 11 shots on target, first among all forwards. I actually think he's three or four clear of the second, which is actually Barnes. He's two big chances created. That's joint top among all forwards. He's the second on BPS among all forwards. He's 37 FPL points. That's second only to Aguero among all forwards. So he's a solid option. The numbers are back. He's definitely up. among hard. all forwards anyway. Yeah, yeah, I just say, yeah but it's, it's hard Todd, not to... Todd Cantwell on this has a higher XG than Pookie. Yeah, that's actually right. So it is. So, it's because he missed well, the biggest chance. Yeah, what, what, how many goal. shots does Pookie had on target? What percentage of shots he has on target? His shots on target are just insane. It's like, a, they're actually, it's, it's actually a miracle. Yeah, I don't know. I think yeah. I'm just, well, yeah, I love I what you say among all forwards because your voice gets a little Boom. bit yeah. more enthusiastic. Yeah. And I can just imagine you like reading stories to the kids and it's your yeah. kind of, Cinderella did go to the ball voice. To be honest, with the fixtures, I definitely would have Pookie in my wildcard team. I definitely have my own team. But like, look if at he this. wasn't 40% owned... He's got five goals and his XG is 1.8. Yeah. I mean... Oh, no, he's overperforming, but on uh, from an XG perspective, from a shots in the box, shots on target, from like a pure volume, similar to Ashley Barnes last season, like he's, he's still going to get returns. Obviously, his returns are going to die down, but I think at 7 million, he still represents value. I still think he's... a. He's a 15-goal striker in I the think, Premier League yeah. this year. Ashley Barnes is just a cleaner finisher. I think Pookie, like, he got that volley, which is obviously a low XG chance. Yeah. And he had an, another the nice goal the against angle Newcastle. Well. Yeah. It's a tough angle. Yeah. Then the goal he scored against, I want to say, Chelsea. Yeah. It was a bit of a scuff-like. And yeah, but even the one the corner against Liverpool, that was probably only about 0.2 XG. Yeah, but that's not maintainable. But the elite, well, he scored nearly, was he had, like, nearly... Uh, 40 returns among goals and assists the last two seasons yeah, at like Norwich so. and at Bromby. Like, he's, he's, just, okay, so, you know, uh, he's doing it for, for Finland as well. So the elite players over before him. Haller, three goals, expected goals, three. Ashley Barnes, four goals, expected goals, two and a half. Like, yeah. They're better. It's four games. I, I think Pookie's a, a quality, quality finisher. I really, really do. And I've seen a lot more of him than I you think have. he'll pop up in a... I don't think... I, I, I don't think that... He's, he's not going to keep performing like this. That's the point. You know, what I'm saying really is he's a flash but, in the pan. Already. What I'm saying is he's 40% owned. And that's he gets what, that's a, all if he gets about. a goal assist and a bonus and you guys don't have him, right, you're so going to die. So what if he blanks like against West Ham and we don't have him? Well, well if you're doing your wild card and you have Barnes and Haller, you'll be just fine. So you will. And like, I think his point is just 40%, 40% owned. That's it. And like he only scores seven goals in the Scottish Premier League. Kirk's might score seven goals. Yeah, exactly. He should score about 40 goals. Yeah. You know, Scott's I just player. don't like him. <laughs> anyway, go on. Who's your next yeah. forward? My my final player. So my man, Ashley Barnes, six point seven million. Yeah, Last man. but definitely not least. I can get behind that. So yeah, Bur- your Ashley Barnes listen to this. <coughs> my man, Ashley Barnes. Burnley have great upcoming fixtures. They're number one on the ticker. 
Barnsley, he just looks at <laughs> I can't even talk. Barnes just looks at it this season. Four goals already. He's, um, what was he at? 15 shots, third among all forwards. 11 shots in the box, third among all forwards. Eight shots on target, second only to Pookie. Four big chances, second among forwards. Look, this is not a few, new phenomenon. Pretty much from, from Christmas last year, he's been doing this. We've been talking about him week in, week out. He's just a man, Ashley fucking Barnes. Get him in your team, lads. Yep. Well, yeah, I agree. And like, some people are like taking credit for inventing and, Ashley Barnes. We were all over him last season when what? we thought he was Austrian. Yeah. <laughs> he was like the talisman of our podcast. He's a fucking legend. And why do people keep saying that stats are way better this year? It's like, his stats have been like that. Like, as I say, from the second half last season, we were so, remember for a month, we were so shocked. And then we're like, actually, maybe yeah. we should have Ashley Barnes. Now, you know me, Willie, I'm all about balance. And as much as I love Ashley Barnes. What? I have a question for you. Can you tell me how come he seems to be the guy that gets taken off in all the matches? Like, yeah, he got taken. I think seventy-seven minutes, seventy-two minutes. It seems like Chris Wood is more likely to play ninety minutes. Yeah, is he just less fit? He's bringing on Jay Rodriguez, obviously, a, which a is Burnley fine. Legend, yeah. But how come he's coming on ahead? Maybe, of- maybe it's like why Aguero comes on. Because he knows that he's going to be the first guy on the team sheet the next week, and he just wants to make sure he's always or wood, fit and rare and ready to go. I like it, I'm all in. Yeah. Wood, yeah. <laughs> Woods the target man, and the two boys are the knockdown guys. But um, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, anyone yeah. that was very close to making your wild card, but yeah. didn't. Yeah, as this was like us from a statistical perspective, it's not just about the wild card. I want to make a quick mention for someone I didn't think I'd be mentioning this season is uh, Roberto Firmino, nine point five million. Look, he could end up being the third Liverpool option for those going off the double Liverpool defence. Two goals, two assists already this season. First four game weeks. Look, he's been so impressive on the eye test. And I was like, he's been nearly more impressive on the numbers. He's first for penalty area touches among all forwards with 30. He's first for shots all forwards with 17. He's second for shots in the box with 16. He's joined first for big chance created with two. He's high to watch this. I think... When I go off Rabo, it might be a few weeks down the line, but I think I'd love to have Firmino as a differential as my third Liverpool option. He's actually underperforming as well. Yeah. in goal, so like the opposite to Pookie. He actually a, might have a, a brace a, or something now coming up. And as a Pool fan, and not just as an FBL asset, doesn't, how good does he look this season? He looks like... Does he, yeah, he, he always looks Brian good, but he's turning it, turning it into stats. Like, yeah, but he, looked, he looks like he's trying to... He's a bit more... He's a bit more attacking. Shot, a bit more, yeah, yeah, isn't he? Yeah, he's getting into the... Back, like, Remember last season, if you look at the team, he was playing a lot further back. Now, now he's kind of getting into the box, getting shots. And I just think he's is he being great. a little bit more greedy. I don't think he's greedy at all, but like he is no, having more shots. He could do a bit more greedy. Yeah. But he isn't getting a mention on, on the FPL pods and FPL Twitter, but I think... Well, you already tried about him before the season started, so yeah. get on him. Yeah, and I, and I was like, what's wrong with Drew? Yeah. <laughs> but I, I was wrong. I think he's a great option. Thank the you. La- the last one I want to mention, this meet seems so obvious, but again, I don't see him in teams in Twitter. I just want to say, Sergio Aguero, like, I haven't seen him in any teams. He's six goals already this season. Four big chances, which I think it's near the, like, it's was a joint top, second top. He's the top for the BPS all forwards. He's the most FPL points in the whole game with 40. If you're going for a premium striker, he'd definitely be my pick. And I think he's actually, among what we call elite players, he's definitely differential. I know he's well-owned among the five million people that are playing. Yeah, but half of them are going to quit after. His problem is the, is the price. None of us the problem is the price. The problem is, is Jesus. Because we all have Sterling. <coughs> and I agree, and we're all going to say we're not going to have Aguero. But if we had him, it's a good way to, to jumpstart. Yeah, he, he is a victim of his price yeah. and KDB and Sterling. Like yeah. KDB and, had and, half as good a start. 
Yeah, you might be, consider yeah. because a lot of people want a city defender and as well. To, to be honest, you know, I think is the biggest victim. The biggest reason that people don't have him in among good players is that there's such value among the forwards like Alair, yeah. Barnes, Pukki, Abraham. There's such good value at the at the kind of yeah. price budget forwards, and that's why people won't yeah. have him either. But, um, but he could be a good differential. And he already has three goals away from home. People yeah. were talking about his away record last season. But yeah, he's already started. Well, uh, Jesus was injured. Jesus. Yeah, he's injured for one game. Yeah, yeah no, but training. like, yeah. I think that just yeah. impacts his minutes again because he will rotate with him. Yeah, but it's just good. It's it's good one to just keep in mind if you're wildcard and you want play? a premium player. Twenty-one minutes. He didn't I, start the first game. Came off in the second game. Then Jesus got injured and he played two full games. Nineteen ninety. But he got like twenty-nine points. So can you imagine you captained him? That's yeah. like 58 points. Yeah. I, like I, that's I, a massive differential, I, really. I definitely, I don't think I He's I'd an have awkward him, price but, as well, though, isn't he? Like, you yeah. can't go Kane to him. You can't yeah, go Bamiang to him, to get him directly. If I was wildcarding him, I'd have him over Kane every day of the week. So. Yeah, but if you're dropping oh, that's him, that's not the question. Zinchenko, I just mean out? he's an yeah. awkward price. Yeah. Like, is, no one could have Kane in a yeah. wildcard. He, he is very expensive, but but if you're wildcarding, I think he's he is worth considering as a kind of a mini differential. But he didn't make your cut. He didn't make my cut. He won't get into his team. He never make my cut. Fair enough. Right, that brings us to the end of Willie's imaginary wildcard. So it sounds like you spent all week concocting that team, even though you're not going to use all of that data yourself. Yeah. I use a lot of the data, and what I'll do is I'll do another... You're just a selfless man, though. I'll do another an- analysis of the data after eight game weeks, yeah. and I'll compare four to eight, and then I'll kind of see which cr- crossovers they are. All for the fans. Like, like all team. for the fans. All for I me. wouldn't do that, so I wouldn't. <laughs> Fake wildcards. Yeah. Kirk's definitely wouldn't do that. No. Oh Kirk doesn't even pretend to bring a notebook or something. I'd love one week for you to bring a notebook and have it open and the pages be blank, <laughs> pretending to read stuff. So we've spent a long time looking at what's already happened. Let's look to the future, the important stuff. Next Kirk's, week. how are you lining up for Game Week 5? Um, I suppose my wildcard last week, actually not making any changes. So um, Pope, Robertson, Maddox, Sinchenko, Lundstrom, Sterling, De Bruyne, Salah, Mount, Barnes, Vardy. So... Really nice fixtures, I think. Like three, uh, three Liverpool, three City, playing Newcastle at home and Norwich away, and then the rest of them, uh, not bad fixtures. Vardy away to United's interesting, I think. Um, captain choice is probably a real big um, decision to make. Um, Sterling or Salah, I'd imagine. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. Um, yeah, we'll. I suppose we'll talk about that at the end of all of our teams. Or I don't mind you doing it now, just for. Well, that's yeah. it up a bit. Well, that, that's it. It's going to be Sterling or Salah. You haven't decided <laughs> and They're yet. both deadly yeah. and they both have good fixtures. Very good. Okay, I'll look at my team, which hopefully won't take too long either. Uh, I'm probably a victim of the fixtures as well. I was thinking of wild card, and, and then when I looked at my team, there's probably only two or three lads I'd get rid of, and I have two free transfers. So the lads on the chopping block are Lucas Mora, who probably shouldn't have had, got me more points than he should have with that goal against City. But I'm looking to get rid of him and I'm looking to get rid of my experiment, Lacadia. <laughs> so Lacadia is straight off uh, for Ashley Barnes. Easy, no-brainer. Yeah. Think about uh, that. Willie's already mentioned all of the stats. The fixtures are lovely. Four goals already. He's in. Then I think I have about 6.4 million for a midfielder and I'd like Mount, but I already have him. So the next guy so you, on my you'd list... You'd like him and you have him. Yeah, I know, but, exactly, but it doesn't help me uh, fill in that. I think Cant- Cantwell is the next guy. See, I don't need the money because I should have mentioned I'm definitely wildcarding after week five. So this is like a, a bit of a free roll oh, to okay, me. Yeah, I'm so bringing in two players that might stay in my team, but... Uh, who's the other one? So I'm, I'm actually going to bring in James. Yeah. He's home to Leicester. 
I think it's a good game for Leicester, but I think it also might be a, an okay game for the likes of James. Just Leicester are going to try and hit United on the counter. James has the pace to counter counter that. Yeah, United but at home. We haven't really seen him use his pace. He seems to just get the ball cut in from the left and curl <laughs> it in, yeah. which he can't do forever. But there's a few questions later that mention him, and his underlying yeah. stats have been quite promising so far. So more than promising, you can't really put any holes in him. So yeah, they're going to be my two changes: Lu- Lucas Mora out, Lacadia out, Barnes Who's and on your bench? James in. I think it's the default. I've done Donker, Lundstrom and Greenwood. Would you not play Lundstrom at home to Southampton? Yeah, I might. This isn't how my team's going to line up. I mean, without, without, without um, <coughs> swapping out Mora. No, because Mora didn't play in the last game. I can't trust that he's going to play in this game. He just had a baby recently as well, so I don't know how Jesus. that's going to affect him. You have to get in. You know, all the ins and outs, Kirks. I mean, bench Lucas and play Lundstrom. But why? I'm going to wildcard, so then I'm just going to lose a transfer. If I don't use I, I'd never... One thing I'd say... I, I never wildcard when you have two free transfers. Because you could even do, that's what I'm saying, you're, you're, you're not, but just for yeah. other people listening, because like, even if you want to do, you need to make a big change to your team, you can do a, a minus four or three, and that's like nearly like, could be like a wildcard, so good. I think yeah. you're just, you're missing a trick if you wildcard when you have two free transfers. I would totally do it. Yeah, one of my big problems is I have Kane and I don't want him, but he's home to Crystal Palace and I know his record's poor, yeah. but I'm not going to captain him, but. I'm just hoping that he might give me some returns. I wouldn't captain him, but even though I think Palace have only conceded three goals this season, but they've actually been a bit lucky. Their XG um, C is actually a lot higher than their actual goals conceded. So I'd have happy. I would. I would have. I wouldn't captain Kane, but I'd be very happy to have him in my first eleven. Yeah. So anyway, my captaincy choices are like Kirksey, either Sterling, Salah, and even though I said I won't on paper, I could captain Kane. Yeah. See, so he missed a penalty tonight. So where is he going to get points if he's starting to miss those? If he missed a penalty, he you won't miss the next one. Oh yeah, of course you. I'd yeah. say that lad will just take penalties forever. Yeah, he's not giving them up. Yeah, remember that goal that he claimed week. that wasn't a goal oh, for yeah. years. Poor guy. So yeah, he's not giving up penalties. Right, Willie, go on. Yeah, I've not much to say. What? <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to carry. I have two free transfers. I'm just going to carry my second transfer and do Diego Jota, who's been having an absolute nightmare to. Ashley Barnes, they're Burnley are first in the fixture ticker, and Barnsley has great underlying. Barnes, Barnsley, what's going on with me? My Barnes boy has, Barnsley. Barnes has great <laughs> underlying numbers, uh, not just from this season, but as I said before, from the second half of last season. Four goals already. He looks great on the eye test. Feels really good to bring in an FPL Renegade pod favourite. Uh, so in the coming weeks, I'm looking to downgrade uh, Robertson after the Newcastle game. Maybe it might make a few more games. I'm looking to go Robertson to Kaglar Sayanchu and then get in either a Haller or a Mount or a James. Really happy with my team at the moment and I have no plans to wildcard in the immediate future. Looking Fair forward enough. to beating you again this season. So I don't think we have For to the go second into time ever in your life. too much depth on captaincy options just because, Willie, you've mentioned stats for all of the obvious ones. Yeah. But... Kirks has already said it'll be Sterling or Salah. Like, do you know, no? You're going to decide closer to the day. Yeah, I think Newcastle are quite solid. I if think. I force you to pick now. I'd go Sterling because Norwich are going to be quite open, but Newcastle are going to be like six to back. The only thing is Liverpool are a lot better than Spurs. They've a lot more... Oh, yeah, they'll get at them with like... Ammunition. I yeah. don't think sitting back is going to... But like, Norwich are going <coughs> to actually probably try tack City. Yeah. Yeah, the only thing is, like, Newcastle could sit back against Spurs. They don't have many weapons. Like, Spurs are just, they're looking a bit Tootless. dull this season. Yeah. Yeah. Pool, especially if Poole get a, an early goal, which they could well do, then Newcastle's game plan's out the window. Also, am I right in saying Salah had no international duty? 
Yeah, he'd known international duty. Yeah, and neither did Manny. Sterling always scares me. And, he might be dropped or what, arrested. Or... What about, we don't have them, but what about Aguero? I was just thinking Aguero had the international. He had didn't have any international either. And uh, City actually have Shakhtar Donetsk the following Tuesday. Yeah. So I'm wondering after the two international games, is there a chance that Raheem Sterling or Kevin De Bruyne, Kevin De Bruyne played 90 last night as well, that one of them could be rested and maybe Aguero is the safest choice? Yeah, that would scare yeah. me most. Then again, I think City are more likely to share their points. Like you don't know, is it going to be Aguero? Is it going to be Sterling? Is it going to be KDB? It might be Mares if he plays. Whereas Salah's going to play, yeah. like we said, he's greedy as anything. He'd probably be on the penalties. Is Milner yeah. starting much lately? No. Yeah. Not really. And so, from a bookie's perspective, it's actually yeah, might be people will be quite surprised here, but it's one to seven Man City versus Norwich are absolutely nailed. But it's actually one to eight Liverpool. So the bookies have a higher probability of Liverpool winning than uh, Man City. I'm going to Captain Roberts now. Uh, you probably will yeah. as well. But um, yeah, and I'm going to Captain Salah. I'm nearly certain. I'm going to Captain. Sterling, I'm nearly certain. But are you worried about the 180 minutes? Uh, I'm, I'm worried that he won't. Yeah, that he might start, but it's a risk to take. But I did a quick analysis on the Salah <laughs> <laughs> on last season, which doesn't really matter. But uh, Salah had the highest xGI at home last season. He had a 15.59 xGI, 13 goals, seven assists. And then when I looked at Sterling, and I, I think Sterling's a different animal this year, but he only had an xGI of 9.15 away. And five goals and seven assists, they're very drastic numbers. So they are like, so uh, over over the long term, it looks like uh, Salah's the better option. But I think this season, the underlying statistics all point towards Man City. They all yeah, point towards Yeah, but the question Sterling. is, who are you captaining this weekend? Who am I captaining? Yeah, it's not, not to know. do with, you know, the long term. I'm captaining uh, Reem Sterling or Mo Salah. I'm, I, it's, it, <laughs> <laughs> narrowed it down to the first two. It's on, I, I'm on Sterling at the moment, but that's not to say that I'll be on him come, come Saturday morning. Come back. Willie's keeping his cards close to his chest. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure I'm going with Salah. So, yeah. Fair so enough. Is it gonna, I don't know. No, He doesn't know at all. He's, he's just gone really around in circles. <laughs> you know what he's going to do? Check the most. I'm offering so much to the to the. No, you're percentage. giving so much yeah. analysis, but no answers. That's <laughs> no, <laughs> like... <laughs> They're giving everyone all the ammo to pick their own captains. Yeah, that's it. Like, there's yeah. reasons. What to else pick can you look for? Yeah. Do it but, yourselves. Yeah, pick Sarah Lestala, and if you have Aguero, I'd pick him ahead of the three of them. That brings us on to our listeners' questions. And the first one we're going to look at comes from FPL Rossi. And he's asked, who is the best midfield option to replace Perez from Leicester with fixtures slash form, etc., up to nine and a half million? And he already has KDB. Any ideas, Kirks? You fire ahead, Kirks. Mount. That's it. That's all I got. <laughs> Fair enough. So I had a look at this because I'm in a similar boat. Like I'm getting rid of Lucas Mora. I don't have nine and a half million, but I'm looking at lads, eight million and below. Yeah. And the guys I came out with, I came out with six or seven. Yeah. So I'll go through them quickly. Um, David Silva, uh, his stats this season are as good as ever. He was really. my first pick differential. I want to say something really, really different. And it's the first person you mentioned. Willie, you don't have differential in your no. soul. I don't actually know what differential is. I was like, I was right. so, so delighted he's, you he's seven and a half million. He's 24 points already. Four assists and four yeah. games. His XGI is pretty solid. Um, everything about him. And what I love is he doesn't seem like it, but he gets so many penalty area touches. Yeah. Did you see his assist for Burrow? Yeah. Did he mean that little flick or was it he just his control? 
he means everything. We're going to give him the benefit of the doubt. It looked everything. like he meant it. It was class. And not just what what like Norwich Watford next two. What could he do in them two games? Exactly. Yeah. Now, of course, he could not play. There are cons. He's had the exactly. rest. No, he's, he's going to play. He's had his, his international break rest. Yes. He's a rotational risk more than a lot of the other players on my list. Um, not this week, though. I don't think so this week. What what's the story with are Man City playing some sort of uh, testimonial match? Oh, I don't know. With him and Aguero playing. I seen a lineup on Twitter. I didn't click in to see. I probably should have. Or right. else not mentioned it now. Look, he's probably going to play half an hour and not. You know, they're just going to wheel him out and let the fans see him. Yeah. But I think he's a great option for seven and a half million if you don't yeah. have KDB and Sterling. If you the have next... the money, he's the best bat the best price like of the more expensive players. Yeah. Then the next two I'm looking at, and Willie, you alluded to it earlier, Lanzini and Felipe Anderson. Yeah. Uh, they're probably. both Nice prices, 6.5 million. Anderson's down to 6.9. <coughs> um, Lanzini has 18 points. Yeah, His creative stats are brilliant. Like his XGI is 1.68. He has two assists. 14 chances created. 14 chances. Second only to KDB. Yeah, uh, He's created a couple of big chances. Yeah, has 13 penalty area touches. And he's and created a chance every 26 minutes. I think he's just after baller. Is yeah, I think KDB great. is like 23. Like he's yeah. not a million miles off. No, and no. he seems completely nailed on. Like he's played 358 minutes out of 360. Yeah. West Ham's fixtures are looking nice. And I think he's a great show through. Yeah, he, he's a strange one because sometimes <laughs> I think he looks better than he is from an FPL point of view. Was he about 6.5? Yeah, his underlying stats Madison's. are quite good. Yeah. A little bit, yeah. A bit more ruthless, I think, than Madison. Yeah. But... The next guy is uh, Felipe Anderson. His stats aren't as good, but just with West Ham's fixtures. I think he's but, more but, but than not, not as many. You're not creating as many chances, but the quality of the chances, I think, are actually quite high. Has he created a good few? Three big chances, yeah. uh, which is up there with David Silva. Yeah. Again, 17 touches in the box. If like you don't know why I like that stat so much, it just leads to everything. Like, yeah. you know, If you're in the box, you're more likely to get assists. You're obviously more likely to be in shooting positions. You could be brought down for a penalty. You can yeah. hit the ball off a lad's hand for a penalty. It's just like, same this sounds really obvious, but I know some people, things I click and yeah, some people are like, oh, stats, mats, and like yeah. penalty area touches, what does that even mean? But I, I love that as a stat, especially for the likes of midfielders and defenders. Because yeah, you expect your forwards to be in the box. Yeah, but if your midfielders get in the box, yeah, absolutely brilliant. Uh, Daniel James, we've kind of mentioned him briefly, but he's 6.1 million. He scored three goals a season. Yeah. I think he's really outperforming his XG. Just those goals don't yeah. seem like great chances. He's, he's, yeah, but still, his underlying numbers are really good from like a volume point of perspective. He's getting lots of touch in the penalty area. Has he had a, 11 attempts, nine shots in the box? Yeah. Goals. Like, that's a very impressive. Like he's had a shot every 25 minutes. That's, that's insane. Good. Um, creative stats aren't quite up there, but again, we haven't yeah. really seen the best of him using his pace to get in behind. But, and I think once United start using that, he should get more assists. Or yeah, I, I thought he was going... Like, I didn't see him as a goal threat at all last no. season. I don't know where this has happened. Like, he's just... His, his, his attacking stats from a goal perspective are really good, but I don't yeah. know why... And he, he did it for Wales again yesterday. Like, yeah. scored the exact same kind of goal. Uh, Mason Mount, everyone's kind of said everything, everything they need to say about him. But again, he looks quite nailed on. He's 22 points, two goals. Uh, Shoots. Shoots a lot. For he doesn't bonus. shoot much from inside the box. No, like, I think he's had the most shots out of all midfielders, but he's only had five yeah. or something. From but he's not. You think he's right up there with on target as well. He's a good actually. He could be like a guilty like or a Coutinho. His last goal is very like, actually or Harry Wilson. His shots are quite good. Yeah, and he's kind of he's not overly wasteful. He seems to be doing okay on the yeah. bonus system. Like he has four bonus, which is the highest out of all these midfielders. I'm Comes across really good in the interview so as well, doesn't he? Basically, he's doing back to my answer. Yeah, Kirk's just <laughs> shouted out Mount and he's on my list. Now, here's one from left field. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, Don't say it. People are going to laugh and they mightn't listen to us ever again, but uh, oh, Awobi, oh, 5.9 million. 
Uh, I really like Everton's yes. fixtures. I really like Iwobi. I think he's a little bit underrated. He's so underrated. There's a reason. No, his stats, all the guys, all the guys on Twitter, I think all the lads that don't play fans are slagging off Wobi. Wobi's, I've mentioned it many a time on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. His stats are right up there all the time and he always looks impressive on the eye test as well. No, Second half last season. He looks like a I think he's, People I think he's come on so much. People on him for any of Arsenal. Arsenal goals. fans pick on him the Germany whole time. came on in the Europa League final and he yeah. kind of threatened to change the game, scored a lovely goal, yeah. but Arsenal were just Arsenal. Yeah. But Kirk, just let me tell you some of his stats. He's only played 104 minutes, so just over a game. He's 10 points already. He has a goal, <coughs> two bonus, an XGI of 0.6. He's had three shots, you know, created one chance, five penalty area touches from barely playing any. Has he circa six million? Minutes. He's 5.9 well, million. Off you go. No, but look, how, how much better did Everton look when Iwobi and Keane from playing from less game? They looked like a different game. Shit. No, no, I think he's a quality. I think he's didn't pay thirty million for nothing. I mean, I, they I, paid thirty million well, for him. <laughs> Fuck. His stats were. Remember every week we were doing it, and we we're like, uh, Wobi was coming out on the top of Arsenal's attacking stats for like I, a lot of the second half of last season. I don't care. And Kirk, can I just also? I keep asking you now. I don't know why, <laughs> but uh, you look very stern there with your arms folded, your shirt, and your jump. You look like a school teacher. I can't believe you have him on that list. Can I just say this is something you always look at? There's no point me telling you to bring in KDB or bring in. Uh, even Mount, people are on to Mount. I'm looking for someone to get ahead of the curve. Not pricey. Yeah. 5.9 million. I've said that three times now. Yeah, uh, just... Everyone have really nice fixtures. I think they're really going to have to start playing. Is he going to play? Because Willie said, he, they look much better. He's going to play ahead. Play. He's going to play ahead of Bernard eventually. Like, on so. the left? Yeah. He's not playing left? He's coming. I think he could be a decent fourth midfielder enabler. Yeah. He's one to watch. But again, I think I started that off with someone from left field. I highly, I really think he's going to be in my team. Right, bring him in. You bring him in. And then the last one, sorry, I've spent longer on this than I wanted to, but Ryan Fraser, it's not based on any stats so far because he's been very quiet. Just last season, he was such a creative powerhouse and I just like Bournemouth's fixtures. He got an assist in his last game. They're playing, who are they playing? Everton, Southampton, West Ham, Norwich, Watford, Newcastle in their next six or seven. And if he's ever going to turn that round... I think it'll be now. And like I said, I think he was an unused sub for Scotland yesterday. Yeah. So he should be coming into that fresher than a lot of players. And his price now wouldn't be interested. And he's 7.3. He's dropped 0.2. I know, but I mean, that's, yeah. Anyway, I've thrown out a handful of players. Kirk's has said Mount. Anyone I'm missing, Willie, or anyone else? There's nothing for, I actually, like a lot of what you said, as I said, Silva is my differential pick that no one was going to pick. You mentioned him first. If at a price point, um, I'd have Daniel James or Lanzini probably ahead of Mason Mount at that kind of 6 to 6.3 price range. Very good. Moving on to the next question, and it comes in from FPL Drunk from the FPL Hangover podcast. And he says, rank these forwards in order of preference slash priority, assuming you don't have any, for the next four to six game weeks. <coughs> and the lads he's mentioned are Tammy Abraham, Ale, uh, Ashley Barnes, Puki, Jimenez, Wesley. So we don't need to go into stats too much at all because yeah. I think we've mentioned them quite a bit. But yeah. rank them in order if you can do that. Kirk's yeah. there. Have a look at my screen here. Man. Barnes. Yep. Haller. Okay. Pookie, Tammy, Jimenez, Wesley. I hate you. Like, do you see yeah. all my numbers I'm after crunching yeah. here to get to the exact same? <laughs> well, I do my even see if it's the, the same. The exact same order. What are yours, Willie? One cool question, why is Wesley on that list? Wesley's obviously last, lads. He is uh, last, yeah. Uh, Alair, Barnes, Pookie, Abraham, Jimenez, and Wesley. Okay, so me and Kirk's are the exact same. Barnes, yeah. Alair, Pookie, Abraham, Jimenez, and Wesley. 
I think you just had Haller ahead of Barnes. Yep. A slight tweak. Yeah. Um, I just can't get on board with all this Pookie love. I think I've missed a lot of the points. Yeah. I don't think he's been as impressive as people are making I out. think the same applies to Tammy as well. Yeah, he's fourth on my list. Like, you can't argue with four goals in two games. He scored four goals against uh, promoted teams. Which yeah. Two of the goals are not lucky, but they're not going to happen every week. Yeah, his underlying numbers the last game were actually really Is impressive. he nailed? Yeah. He has. Yeah. I, I, want, I want another couple more weeks of data. Yeah. Just a batch <laughs> I, want, I want 37 yeah. weeks of data, and I'll give you a decision. Batch did quite well in that Belgian and game. Batch yeah, he scored I know they game. put out a bit of a second string. Jimenez, Jimenez, like it's mad you have him fifth of six, only ahead of Wesley. It's not again, because of him, though. It's the Wolves, it's the Wolves, you're the Wolves conundrum. Yeah. Sounds like a Dan Brown book. It <laughs> could be in the future. Fucking Wesley, lads. Jesus. But yeah, that's them. I think we've talked about all their stats. I'm not going to go into them again, but hopefully that answers that question. Um, FPL Zebra asked, thoughts on Haller? Fixtures are fine, but I'm looking at getting them in. I think we've been all over them so far yep. in yeah. this podcast. I wouldn't put you off getting them in. Like, his fixtures are good. West Ham's XG is, is second best. Only His to price is just a little awkward, but you can get him in. Yeah, yeah, he's got great players around him that I think are going to create chances for him. Billy he seems to get into the best positions out of anyone in the league yeah. so far. Uh, is there a chance he might take penalties? If Has Noble been starting lately? Yeah, well, yeah, he, took, Noble's he took the last penalty. Yeah, Noble's still going to be on penalties. If Noble's not on the pitch, I'm pretty sure Halle will He's a savage record, doesn't he? The next guy. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, Zebra, get him in. Um, it depends on the rest of your team, obviously, and there are yeah. great options in budget mid-price forwards. But get a West Ham attacker in. I think his ownership is quite low as well. Six point two percent. Yeah, Do you know, I'm shocked by that. Again, he's got five bonus. I love players that score high on the bonus because yeah, if you're getting two or three bonus when you're scoring. Yeah, it's like, just such a difference. I didn't have Jimenez and Robbo last season. You know, you think you have like whoever, like Alice, you think you're getting the same points, and then you just see Robbo two or three bonus. And the same thing with Jimenez. You have someone else standard gets their goal, and then you just see Jimenez on two or three every week, like two or three yeah, more points. It's great. So it is. Yeah. Next question, and this one comes in from the FPL Hangover podcast, and it's Jared this time, not Seamus. Oh. So we already had a question from the other one, Kirk. You have no idea who these people are. No, no idea. But uh, he doesn't give a shit. But we do, and good friends of the show. You should spend more time finding out. Who top you're, guys, you're listening. You have serious crack on the on the Twitter. Yeah, the question. Sorry. The question is: <laughs> with the recent wedding celebrations in mind, if the captain's armband had to be locked to one player for the rest of the season, who would it be? I think that's a good question. Sterling. Sterling. Salah. Are you only doing? Uh, don't do this, Willie. Salah <laughs> or Sterling. You have to pick one. Sterling. Okay, Willie. I, I'll go to me. Under pressure again, gonna, I'd pick Salah all day long just because like he's proven the last two seasons he's got off to a flyer again this season he's guaranteed to play nearly every game even when they're playing Champions League games and there's like fixture congestion they, he doesn't seem to trust the likes of Shakiri or like Origi plays minutes here and there but like Salah starts pretty yeah. much every game even surprising at the start of the season he had the option to bring Origi in he played one game yeah I think I looked it up at the start of the season and he, he started something like <coughs> 36 and 37 games yeah. in the he last just, two he seasons plays when even when he plays Champions League games and he comes back and plays on the yeah and there was one game I think it was two seasons ago where he didn't start and he came on and scored two goals people had him as their captain yeah. and it was as if you know yeah, he had started the game. I just I think, think he's safe and he has penalties. I think Sterling would be the highest scoring player in the game, though. You think so? Yeah. Fair enough. And I said it earlier, I think the pool 
points are going to be spread more between Mane. No, Salah's going to get all the points, I think. Yeah. He's yeah. going to get the majority of the <laughs> three. Pass the ball. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think we've said it before. Mane outperforms his XG, scores the harder chances. Yeah. Salah yeah. has all of the, the stats. He's going to score top ins. He's. Yeah, he's my captain. Yeah. yeah. And he's he's taking corners this season, which is great. Yes, yeah. You know, more assist potential. Now, Willie, I've stalled it long enough. Yeah. Make Who's your a decision? Locked uh, in right. captain for the season. Um, one word. I I no 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 not one word. I, I think if I had to take a punt, I think Salah would be top points certainly be top point score in FBL this season. But if That's I had to pick point. if I had to pick if I had to pick someone that I definitely pick to be nailed on captain every week, hundred percent it'd be Mo Salah. Look on the underlying statistics. That's exactly what the he, question was asking. <laughs> he had the most goals, joint top goal scorer last season. He had loads of assists on the underlying numbers. He had the highest XGI out of anybody. He just, he's nailed on. He's going to play like this. If I had to pick a captain for the rest of the season. He's going to get two big ones. I don't know. I think if you're... Sterling would be my punt. Yeah, but if, if you're not picking Salah, then you're just having a punt. Salah's the best pick. Fair enough. We will like move it. on to the next question. And it's from Kenny McDowell. Said who would we've kind of touched on this, but who would be the better Martial replacement if required, James or Mount? Mount, <coughs> James. I think they're both good options. They're both great options, true. Kenny, hopefully, when we were talking through those midfield replacements for FPL Rossi, we mentioned six or seven and went through all the stats. I think any one of them, yeah, would be James a great Mount or a West Ham option. Yeah, even David Silva. Or Silva. Yeah. It depends how long how much money you have. Fee, how just much just money the wind back. Mount. <laughs> it's the, the answer to 66% of Kirk's question so far Mason Mount if I had to pick I prefer Mount to be honest if it's only between them two because I prefer Chelsea I like their fixtures and better than United a few decent fixtures you know they're they're going to score goals Chelsea's problem seems to be the defence yep. whereas United are just very lacklustre they're hooking 6.1 million and six. was he 6.4 6.5 yeah. Mount now. you can't Could go be. wrong with either can you no very good and we'll move on to the last question from FPL Triple Nutmeg. Oh, nice name. Willie, have you ever been Triple Nutmeg? He wants to know. Maybe quadruple Nutmeg. <laughs> now, the real question is, would you transfer in, again, we've touched on this, Lanzini for Cantwell for a hit to tap into West Ham attack? Other notable players that he has are Pookie, Barnes, Sterling, KDB and Mo. I, so the question is, Lanzini in for Cantwell for a, for a minus four? No, nope. definitely not for a hit. If I was wildcarding today, Cantwell would definitely be in it. One goal, two assists already. Third highest XG on midfielders. I actually think he missed. I said he missed the highest XG opportunity. Look, I think Lanzini is an absolute amazing option. Fourteen chance created, two assists to his name already this season. But like, why the fuck would you take a hit to take Cantwell out and put Lanzini? And I would definitely not do that for a hit. My answer is no. Okay, my answer is, and I'm going to come back to these other players that I was looking at earlier because I compared Cantwell then to Lanzini. He matches them or is better for most stats. Um, he's a lot cheaper so you can spend those funds elsewhere and then just finally the fixtures like West Ham's fixtures are quite good but Norwich they play City next but after that it's Burnley, Palace, Villa, Bournemouth even United isn't bad then Brighton, Watford, Everton like Norwich are going to score goals against most teams and can't Lanzini's an absolutely brilliant option but it's for the hit that gets me like would you do it not for a hit will you? I still wouldn't. No, I wouldn't I, either. I don't think. No, I wouldn't do. I wouldn't do enough for a hit, but I'd gladly bring Lanzini in for yeah. my as a fourth midfielder. And we've lavished praise on Lanzini already, so it's not like we. It's just not the way him. we play. Like it's just it's too risky. Look, we don't play the same. So All right. yeah. I hate the way you keep saying we. Yeah, we as a as a treason. Yeah, 
Oh, <laughs> so uh, I think that wraps up all the questions. A lot of them linked in, which is quite good. Yeah. Um, we'll move on to our weekly segments and a bit of controversy this week. We got our biggest ever beating. Oh, we got smashed. In, uh, the FPL Renegades. I thought we got our biggest beating the week before. We did. We're, yeah. I don't think we've been taking it as seriously as last week. We've yeah. been just letting Willie pick the team in yeah. five minutes and it's not going too well. But congratulations to... Jim, who's my cousin, who tricked Kirks into picking his wildcard <laughs> team at my wedding, pretty much. I was drunk. And Kirks didn't tell me that he'd helped him with he his He did a good job of picking his team. And then there wasn't much interest. And when I randomly picked someone, it actually <laughs> happened to be Jim. And look, long story short, we got done, but I think we did ourselves a little bit. I think and we, mainly I, Kirks did us. I think we buy him out with a mug and move on. Oh, but we already put up our, our job on the pod is to give people information, and the information we gave him was absolutely cracking. Yeah, just in an ideal world, we wouldn't have picked him, so we would have done <laughs> deadly, and we still yeah. wouldn't have got smashed. Yeah. But anyway, our record moves on to two and two. We need to up our game, lads. That's poor. I think we're going to have a negative record. Yeah, I think we were did. nineteen and four last season um, when we started doing it. We'll just cancel it. So anyway, <laughs> we've been <laughs> twice in a row. Uh, I think anyone that listens has a good idea what it is, but if you don't, keep an eye out because we post all the details during the week. <laughs> um, moving on, and our next one, and this is starting to get exciting, our Renegades dead last league. And Kirk you get knocked out this week, uh, True. I'm, I'm close to getting knocked <laughs> out, so Kirks is in charge of this, but I'm pretty sure he said after game week five, yeah. the bottom three players are going to get booted. So five is your last uh, free week. Your last chance. So who's, at the minute, in trouble? it's Paul... Otiana, sorry if I murdered that name, Johnny Burke, who we know, uh, Jamal Blackman, they're the three. One point separating them. One point separating them, but like... You have another week, you have another week to... Just this game week though. Not after this game week. Game week six will be the first elimination. Yeah, but after points accrued in five game weeks. No. So after the sixth week. So you got five weeks of... That's six weeks then. (coughs) On the sixth week you'll be gone. Yeah, but then you have six... I suppose you're five free. Okay, fair enough. Oh, so it's not as life. So he's lying. No. <laughs> There's no one going this way. Kirks, you've explained this arseways. I think I explained it pretty perfectly. You've done it in a real Kirks way. Anyway, so we've two weeks more grace, really. After. Nobody's getting eliminated for two five game weeks. weeks of not getting kicked out. You're getting kicked out after six game weeks. That's an easier game, way of saying On game it. week six, three people will. No, win. after it. Not on it. Okay, fine, after it. Okay. But uh, that gives me more hope because I'm, I'm close to getting booted out. Jim is very close. Which brings us on to our next segment, which is Jim is all that. Jim's not all we that. We say it out every week, he's not. Uh, again, I don't think a, we've been helping him as much as we could. And we're making a show of this. Uh, he's not listening. He's, he's not listening. We're, we're making also, it. It's not as easy as it looked. We've been a bit wishy-washy. Again. Where's the ha- team? Have you got a team there? I'll get it. So if you haven't been listening, um, just Jim's our friend who's never played FBL. And we're trying to give him advice and get him as high a finish as we can. Through the podcast, through our Twitter and through our Bet you Captain Martial last week. Our WhatsApp group, which I thought was the the deal winner there. I thought yeah. access to that, you know, happy days. Lads have been messaging me asking, can they get into it? Like, yeah. Do you know? So I thought being in there. <laughs> so Jim is on 208 points. In fairness, I'm only 10 points ahead of him. It's grand. He captained Sterling last week. You can't fault it. That's he has Kane, Pookie, De Bruyne, Sterling. This team's actually grand. Sorry, Jim. Jim is grand. Just unlucky. He's oh. been listening. With your 5 2 3 system. We're doing well, so we are. So, yeah, hopefully we can push on. But look, it's been a tough four weeks for even the best of players. Yeah. You know? So, Jim has every chance of moving on. I've never seen a 5 2 3 before. 
he probably didn't mean it, did he? Someone come in. Maybe he did. Hopefully he did. He has Tony Marshall. He's too. keeping Martial, is he? For Perez Martial, I'm going. He has Martial in his back pocket. Yeah. For what? I do not know. Um, so, yeah, that's our three segments. We don't have any others, do we? Don't think so. Don't think so. So, we're going to wrap this up very soon. Now, I meant, I meant to say at the start of the pod, um, when I was uh, praising what a great job you did on the last We pod, did do a great job. Without me. And look, the numbers were very good. So, they were. But I was thinking. The numbers are only a reflection of the pod before. Yeah. So the one I was on. So if you listen to that and you liked it, you're more likely to listen the following week. That's so if people thought you were shit, it's this week's podcast where we find out. So that's going to be very interesting. Like we mightn't even hit do- double digits, lads. <laughs> Death of the pod. Okay. It's fine with me. <laughs> <laughs> then we won't have to do it next week. Because yeah, <laughs> just put so much time into researching this pod. Like hey, that. I got the thingy right with the oak. And the, <laughs> right and the says it all, Kurt. And the position thing. I think you just sit here with your like yeah. fingers in your ears playing that circus music, especially when he's gone through stats. Your your eyes glaze over. My voice just went to break, and they're just done. It's very yeah, boring. I think we have to give uh, Willie a breather. He's done well. He's soldier through this. For anyone that does listen, usually like he doesn't sound anything like that. So you don't sound like anything like that. Your radio voice. This is my radio. Voice. Welcome to FPL. <laughs> To these lads, to our few followers, this is exactly how I sound. Yes, you pronounce everything. Yeah, and then as soon as we wrap up, it's like, fuck lads, I'm going home. Yeah. Right, so we'll leave it there. Uh, thanks to anyone that did listen. Uh, check us out on Twitter. It's the FPL Renegades podcast, at Renegades FPL. We're getting so big now that we're asking people to rate us on your favorite podcast platform. Yeah. So whether it be... We appreciate it iTunes I don't think you can do it on Spotify but other yeah. ones Stitcher Pocket Cast can, whatever you listen to give us a like a follow whatever spread it round and mm, tell I don't friends. know anything about this we'll keep making more pods yeah. thanks so, so much guys we'll leave it there we do appreciate it we do good luck and, and good, good night, night.